everyone. Welcome to the Backup Plan with Pay and Han. I'm one of your hosts, Hannah Ostopchak. And I'm your other host, Peyton Joy. Are you ready for the Snap Crackle Pop? Ready? Go. Oh, <laughs> uh, what is this? Sim Pellegrino. It's one of those uh, seals. I don't actually think that one is fizzy enough for me. I had it earlier. Fizzy enough? Yeah. Really? I like it to make me, like every time I take a sip, I have to burp. No, totally. Like every I like time. it to burn when it goes down my throat because it's so fizzy. Yeah, you're right. That one's not that fizzy. Like LaCroix and Bubbly know where it's at. Uh-oh. I'm going to have to change my routine. I had I... to go back to the LaCroix. I love, like, popping one of those things. Know. When you want a dessert, you just have, like, a little soda instead. Oh, But not, like, please. a real soda. Like, a little sparkly water with some tangerine. When you nine. want a dessert, you have one of those. As no, if. you're right. Like, <laughs> it's like, you just... When I'm being healthy. I was just talking about how I really wanted to get some frozen yogurt. Yeah. I'm still... I would still be maybe down. Ooh. All right. After this. Well, let's Let's make this this short. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're currently sitting on the floor of my bedroom. Spoiler alert. Podcast again. (laughs) Podcast only again. You don't want to see this anyways. Yeah, you don't want to see this. We're just... We're looking out for you guys. Like, we're just doing you guys a solid. And um, we're recording this Sunday night. We should be, like, in the town. Everybody's, like, barbecuing Memorial Day weekend. But it looks like a storm's a-coming. So... Or at least we're telling ourselves that, so it gives us an excuse to not go out. Yeah, like, we're like, yeah, it looks stormy. I think it's just the sun's going down. <laughs> in Florida, when you want it to look stormy, you just close the blinds. Yeah, you're that's like, it's it. cloudy. It's cloudy out, and then it lasts for like 10 minutes only, and that's it. How's your weekend, host? Well, I was with you um, 99% of the time. <laughs> I was with Payne last night, and then like this morning, I immediately went to your house after yes. church, and we've just been hanging. Um but weekend was good. We've had like we've had just like a good solid time with friends recently. This yeah. week was crazy for both of us, so Hectic I feel like we just needed social lives this week. Like we're so social, <laughs> so busy. Like my calendar is booked. I <laughs> earlier was so over being social, so I was texting her, "Hey, if you're not gonna be coming here in the next few minutes, yeah, she- I'm ordering food without you, and I'm napping, and you're not gonna see me till tonight." And she was like, "Okay, I'm hurrying." <laughs> so mean <laughs> no you know when people give you an ultimatum in a relationship it only ever gets to pain and i when it comes to food like it's like yeah. a, it's either food or nap for i was her. like i'm either ordering food right now and eating it and going to sleep or you're getting your butt over here in the next 15 and you were like i can be there i was like <laughs> i would have gotten a ticket on the way home from church and I w- if they asked me what i was getting pulled over for i'd be like my friend's gonna order chipotle without me <laughs> no i'm kidding it was all good i'm happy we did it so me too uh any stories for the weekend no i went out on the town Friday and Saturday night, which once I do it once, I'm done pretty much. So I did it Friday totally. night. So then Saturday night, it was really fun. It was for a friend's birthday, but I was just so tired and out of it by then. Yeah. And so I came home eight, went to bed early. I actually left her. I was, I left her at the bar. I was like, I got, I got, a, I got a jet. <laughs> She's like, I understand. You get this little twinkle in your eye when I know it's time for you to leave. And I get the same thing, but like you have a certain look at you when. And I looked at you and I was like, I, I got a jet. You were like, so um, I'm going to go. And I was like, really? And you were like, yeah. And that was the twinkle and then, when you said, yeah. And I was, I was like, like, all right. Yeah. Then, and then you, you were like, okay. And then I was like, but I can stay. And you're like, no, 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 go. <laughs> you were good. I saw it. It glimmered right into my eye. <laughs> it's probably because I was like glaring. I was, like, I was glaring into you when I was saying I need to leave. Um, I think it's the same. You know the same thing How was your weekend, for me. though? Um, it was good times. Good yeah. times. New friends, old friends. New friends, old Loved friends. Loved it all. Yeah. I don't have any crazy stories from the weekend. I think we both had a, had a big week, so <sighs> like, like the, the rest peak. of the world. Today was my peak. Honestly, like you coming over, eating Chipotle, 
Then we ate those like honey mustard onions. <laughs> okay, <laughs> pretzels anyone, that are so addictive. Ever eaten those honey mustard pretzels? Like they're you so good. Know, you know the pretzel pieces when it hits you like it's a so brick. Good. You just have a belly full of honey mustard and like, then we powder. <laughs> pounded some chocolates, some Reese's. Then we we needed a day. Came to your house. Yeah. Took a couple laps around the hood. Yeah, just to pretend walking, that we were we really really healthy and then we ate banana bread <laughs> and it's now we're discussing ne- now we're negotiating fro froyo we were like oh do we do the podcast now like that's how lazy we are all we have to do is keep talking to each other but record it <laughs> we, we just took a, a four mile walk around your neighborhood talking <laughs> nonstop, and we're like at least we- at least we're not talking about ourselves anymore yeah Anyways. Well, as we actually are. <laughs> we actually are. Okay, we're about to stop. Okay, so let's Three, talk about two, some other one. people. All right. Um, let's just get right into the lesson plan. Our lesson plan today is brought to you by Rowie's Readery. Woo! Revolutionary readers, listen up. Rowie's Readery is a social justice-driven children's bookstore dedicated to critical literacy that promotes inclusivity and diversity. All adults and children are welcome to come visit and live their unapologetic truth. The bookstore is committed to including books with characters with beautiful shades of black and brown, characters with disabilities, characters who identify with the LGBTQIA plus community, and to uplift historical content that has been suppressed in school textbooks. Roy's Readery provides live and virtual shades of brown read-alouds and family literacy support, while highlighting authors and illustrators of the global majority. Through the bookstore, we hope to honor the strength and courage of everyday community members. Come visit our location in Rosemary Square in West Palm Beach, Florida. The doors officially open on June 18th, and we can't meet, can't wait to meet your little ones and families then. Until then, check out our website at roeysreadery.com. That's R-O-H-I-S-R-E-A-D-E-R-Y.com. And feel free to donate online to help fund our inclusive and community-driven readery. Woohoo! Okay. Hey. First story. Oh, I didn't think this through that I have to just like... Okay, it's fine. <laughs> right now we're being separate. Our mics are being separated by Hannah's uh, candle that she lit for us, um, her sage that she lit for us, and her crystals. <laughs> I was like, Come "What on. the hell really- did you just put between our mics?" You're really gonna call out my crystals? <laughs> I was just telling her how I bought crystals because I was feeling fancy. And there's like things you're supposed to do with crystals. Like you're supposed to like. I honestly, I feel you're like, supposed such to, like a- plug them in under the full moon or some crap, like and then like dance circles around them. Yeah, um, I've never done anything. They literally sit on a shelf and like collect dust, but like they look pretty next to my sage. I think that's why I was really going for it. Aesthetically, this is a very pleasing spot you put us in. Totally. This but I'm like... inhaling so many smells. She lit a candle and sage right underneath my nose, so I'm like getting a, a minor headache. I'm I'm like Phoebe. I'm cleansing them. Our hour. <laughs> you oh, are like speaking Phoebe. of Phoebe, <gasps> let's, let's talk transition. about our first story of the night for lesson plan. So one of the things that Peyton and I tackled today. Da, na, 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 na. I'll be there for you. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I have no idea like how to do that part. <laughs> it's really. Da, da, na, na, na. Friends. Smelly cat, smelly cat, what, what are they feeding you? Smelly, 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 smelly. <laughs> I was really going for it. So we want to talk about the Friends reunion. Have you guys watched it? Please go watch it. It's on HBO Max. If you Max. have not, go watch it. It's it's almost two hours and like it could have been four. <laughs> I was locked and it could have. They could have made it 24 hours yeah, and I would have stayed I would have watched it. We were glued. We weren't talking eyes watered the whole time i would have had i could have had like a couple people walk in the house like naked on fire anything i still would have been watching this like we were it was so well done they gave you 
everything you wanted. We kept saying how satisfying it was. They had so many guests. So I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but right. like, let's just talk about it. Um, they started it with the very last scene of the show. So it ends with a scene of the last scene of Friends, and Starts. then it transitions into each character individually, or each actor and actress individually walking back onto that set mm-hmm. for the first time and being like, whoa, this looks the same. Like, like um, David Schwimmer was the first one to walk in, yeah. and then like so on and so forth. They each walk in one after another and like say, see each other for the first time hugging. And you basically just like, it goes from that to all these different essentially scenes they set them up in yeah all of the different sets it was cool because they you, like you got their emotional experience of seeing the set for the first time and like joey and chandler sitting in those chairs again for the first time and then they gave you all of those like it's like they knew what episodes were the best and like what moments from each episode were the best and mm-hmm. like gave you inside tips on those episodes and what the filming was like like right. my favorite episode has always been the one where they can't leave the apartment in the mm-hmm. first season where Joey puts on all Chandler's clothes and is like, could I be wearing any more clothes? And where Ross just wants to get to this award show and, like, nobody's getting out of the house. Anyways, they tell this whole story about that that one episode. Like, they did that a lot throughout the whole uh, season, which was cool to see. And then they have the whole cast, um, the six of them sitting on a couch with James Corden. Mm-hmm. And he interviews them. And then it flips back to them on the set. And they're doing read-alouds. Like, they're reading out scenes. The famous scenes. Right. They're picking the most famous scenes. Like, the scene that uh, Ross and Rachel kiss. And they have them not act it out again, but they're doing a table read. So yeah. they have them do a table read of it again. And you're watching them acting it out again. And it, it's, like, live, you know. Right. Like, they're doing it for the first time again. And it's just so well done. I don't even They think... had games. They had questions. Oh, yeah. They had special guests. So many Like, everyone you love from the show came back besides yes. Paul Rudd. I'll just tell yeah. you that now. Like, don't expect it. Because I think a lot of people <laughs> wanted to see him. Um, but he didn't show up. Neither did Brad Pitt. But, like, pretty much everyone else who was a consistent character in mm-hmm. the show, like, made an appearance. It was mm-hmm. really fun. Um... It was like, I don't even consider us, like, there's so many diehard Friends fans, and I wouldn't even consider us that, but still, like, everyone has watched the show. Like, right. everybody has seen it. Everybody has enjoyed it. I mean, maybe not. I shouldn't generalize it like yeah. that. But um, I it was just cool to see, like, it was a really well done reunion. Like, it's, it's a great idea for anyone who has a very successful, long-running show to do some sort of, like, inside look on that, because... Even if you're not obsessed with the show, like, just seeing how the set was designed or how they talk about, like, playing into different roles and just, like, the artistic value behind it all is so interesting to see mm-hmm. what goes on behind the scenes in a show mm-hmm. or, like, who was supposed to be casted for this person and, like, David Schwimmer was the first They talk about how David Schwimmer and Jen Aniston, like, actually had a crush on each other oh, in real life. Oh, my gosh. Which was huge. Yeah, and James Corden was that. like, is this blowing anyone else's mind right yeah, now? Like, like, Ross and Rachel in real life had such a crush on each other, but they never moved forward with it because they knew how dangerous that could be for the show. Yeah. And that's amazing. And the first time they kissed ever, they had all this, like, tension. It was the first time Ross and Rachel kissed. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that famous door scene where mm-hmm. it was the music was playing and it was smoky outside like so it was and Rachel I'm sorry Jennifer Aniston even said like we used all that pent-up energy that we had for each other like that love and admiration for each other we put it into Ross and Rachel I wonder if when you do your first honor kiss if before you do that you talk it through like okay are we gonna go slow are we gonna use tongue are we not are we gonna go like you know there's so many different aspects of a kiss and ways of kissing I wonder if you talk it through before you do it or like okay who's gonna put their hands on my face or who's gonna do it on your face or like because they said they didn't practice they said their very first time kissing was in front of everyone yeah so I wonder like if they discussed though like okay how are we gonna do this you know because there's so many things that you could do during a kiss right 
That's like what people do at weddings for photos. They like discuss where the man's going to put his hand or if right. they're going to do a dip or like wonder. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point. I wonder. I've always thought about that for big kiss moments. Not, mm-hmm. you know. Right. They're not going to talk through every single honor kiss, but at least some of the big ones, like the makeouts. For a like, first one. Yeah. Because yeah, that was like an iconic kiss. Right. Yeah. Could have happened. Um, and then they talked about, which I thought was surprising, how Chandler and Monica, um, Courtney Cox and Matthew uh-huh. Perry, their characters weren't ever intended to be together. They just had them get together drunkenly, like had the in London, they get together and hook up. Yeah. And then they were, the audience freaked out so much over that. They were like, oh, well, let's do a few more episodes with them together. And then before they knew it, they make them like end up together. But yeah. that was not the plan, which was cool to hear because I didn't think that. I thought like from the beginning, they obviously had this plan. Right. Same. I thought the same thing. Um, one of the things that they did a table read on that was fun to like rewatch and have them redo was Phoebe and Ross and... Uh, Rachel on the other side like in Ross's new apartment looking at the apartment and then seeing Chandler and Monica like finding out that they've been together that's when Phoebe's wearing that giant orange coat yes (laughs) she's like my eyes yeah they react that and it's so good and Peyton and I are like laughing hysterically on the couch watching them just do a table read of this episode we've seen a thousand times like it's still just so uh like I don't even know how to explain it and they show different friends bloopers and they showed it was just really wonderful yeah, like there was, was a so scene emotional. where there was an injury and it was just like, it's crazy to watch them do it all. There were a lot of scenes where they would play us like, you know, they'd yell cut and then they would keep rolling and they showed us that, which was cool to see. And then when they got brought up, would you ever do a Friends movie? Because so many shows, like in the city, it goes from a series to a yeah. movie. And they were like, no, because we ended all the characters so happy you'd have to unravel their lives to mm-hmm. create a movie and they don't want to unravel their lives. And I thought that was like a good... And they're so good about they ended it, they ended it. They yeah. didn't do any, like, they didn't do reunions and bring them back together until now. And they were like, this is our last one. Like, we're right. not going to do another reunion in 10 years from now. Like, this mm-hmm. is it. Which I like. It's like, makes it more... I agree. Just like, let the sweet. art end where it's supposed to end. Yeah, I, I felt that. that way about Schitt's Creek. Not that you've ever seen that. But I need to watch that show. similar. And James Corden asked them where do you think all your characters are so that was fun that was like to a see little, where they think they would be yeah that was like a little interesting you're like oh yeah joey would be san- selling sandwiches at a sandwich shop like yeah. it just is like cute to hear their perspective yeah. and that's it that's the end of that character story like that's just how tv works and it mm-hmm. can't go forever and people mm-hmm. just need to accept that mm-hmm. but this with what it was was so satisfying like just as a tv fan a friends fan whatever it may be they talk about why they cast each character like why they mm-hmm. picked janice and why they picked matthew perry like all those things and it was interesting to hear too yeah um but yeah so it's great highly recommended <laughs> We didn't spoil anything. They have a lot more things in there than just that. Yeah. Yeah, Justin Bieber is wearing a potato outfit. Like, you got to see it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Next story. Goodbye, Ellen. Hello, Kelly. This is according to The Hollywood Reporter. Kelly Clarkson has been tapped to take over her daytime hour, currently filled by Ellen DeGeneres. The Kelly Clarkson show will air in place of Ellen. When that show ends, it's run next year. It's worth noting that the move to replace Ellen with the Kelly Clarkson show comes with a financial incentive, as Warner Brothers owned and produced Ellen, so it'll be cheaper to NBC. According to NBC Universal, the Kelly Clarkson show is already one of the most optimistic success stories in a first-run syndication. Wow. So it's like a win-win yeah. for NBC, essentially. Yeah. And Kelly was already doing so well, so like, sure, let's just put her in that slot. Right. But I also have to like play devil's advocate for like, let's put a person with like it's just like another who was the other option that they were considering Tiffany Haddish yeah which and she's a comedian I know and like she... I kind of wanted to be a comedian that's what Ellen was she was a stand-up comedian right. and that's what made it so successful and a black woman 
Like, right. let's, like, let's change it up a little bit. Like, we, I mean, Oprah used to be, like, have yeah. a daytime slot. Yeah. Like, let's, like, I don't know. I think that it would have been I wanted a cool to see time. a comedian do it. A comedian is actually a great point. that's I didn't why think of that. it's so much funnier. And Kelly's funny and quick, but I don't know. Kelly Clarkson has a lot going on. She also does the voice. Like, yeah. there's a lot going on. Like, I, I do think it would be a slot for someone else to fill, like, a cool opportunity for someone yeah. else. But maybe in time. Yeah. Maybe but, they have different plans for Tiffany. I mean, like, Tiffany is doing that show, um, Little Kids Say the Darnest Things. Yes, yes. And I, I was watching it the other day, and I was actually laughing out loud. Like, she's it is a really, really cute funny. show. She makes it, she makes it really yeah. funny. Like, her facial expression, she's so talented. Well, ta-ta, Ellen. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah, it was great times. <laughs> okay. Ready to get into our participation trophies. I would love to. All right. First story. Simone the Goat. This is according to Cheddar. So Simone less- Biles. Is that who we're talking yes. about? Okay. I Simone love Simone. Simone the Goat. Uh, less than two months until the Olympics, Simone Biles is looking so dominant that judges are facing criticism that they're intentionally lowering her scores and giving her competitors a shot. Biles, who is already the most decorated gymnast ever, executed a vault in competition that's considered so dangerous and no other female gymnast has ever even tried it. Biles completed, let me see if I get this right, the Yurchenko double pike almost flawlessly, but received a score of just 6.6. She complained that the judges are underscoring her on purpose, but she said she'd keep doing the move, quote, because I can. She is the first woman in history wow. to land the Yurchenko double pike in competition. Wow. This was her first competition at the U.S. Classic in Indianapolis since 2019. I honestly thought she retired because typically, like, a girl goes to the Olympics, mm-hmm. like, once or twice in gymnastics and then you're done because it kills your body. Yeah. I just can't and believe she's, she's still, still going. Here. I had no idea. Breaking records. I think it's insane. Her body's insane. Can you imagine doing something that's so, like, so they don't. Dangerous. They don't want people to do it. Yeah. Be, right, just because it's so right. dangerous. And then just, like, doing it flawlessly and then getting a six. She's honestly six. the greatest of all time in gymnastics, I will say. Yeah. It's crazy. And that's the one thing in the Olympics I pretty much watch and tune into. And she's incredible. I Good for Jonathan her, but Finesse also would have to say I know because he's he stands for Simone Biles, right? I want him to explain to like the people, like just the normal folks like us, how hard that actually is. You know? I want to know, like, I guess is it so dangerous that like we're scoring your low, so you stop doing it? But then if she keeps doing it, it's like all right, well we might as well just score a high. It's like she's trying to raise the bar, and they're essentially right. trying to say like, no, that's not allowed. We actually like don't want you to do that right. ever. So we're we're lowering. I want to see it. Or I wonder if they really thought up. it wasn't even that What great. is it called again? The Yurchenko Double Pike. As if I can spell Yurchenko. Y-U-R-C-H-E-N-K-O. K-O. Okay. Her boyfriend, Jonathan Owens, who's a 25-year-old a safety for the Houston Texans, gave an Instagram shout-out to her. He posted the video of this, and he said no comparison. Which Aww, is cute. We love a power couple. Cute. Yeah. And he's right. Nobody compares to her. So, I mean... I think from what it? I can tell on here that men are doing this. Um, excuse so, me? like men gymnasts, but I can't, I mean, let me let me read on before I start that rumor. Because right. it looks like it's happening in men's gymnastics. Whoa. So basically... Peyton did gymnastics for a couple of years, so you tell us, teach. No, I mean, it's been... not. It's a, a pike is when you... Pretend you're sitting on the floor with your legs straight in front of you and you're yeah. sitting in like a 90 degree angle, like your upper body and your legs are 90 degrees. Okay. That's what a pike is. Okay. So like this, this position is a pike. Right. So instead of going in like a ball, when you do a back tuck, oh, right. back flip, but gymnasts call it back tucks, 
you just keep your legs straight. So this is a pike. So she's basically doing this, but she's just doing it a bunch of times. That is so hard. Yeah. So you're keeping your legs straight while yes. spinning in the air, essentially. Yeah. Okay. And it really looks, she makes it look so easy. I'm like, let's let her do it. She did a Yurchenko double pike. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a shot. Yeah, it does. I'll take the Yurchenko double pike. <laughs> Actually, triple. <laughs> he sounds so dumb. But yeah, anyways, uh, anyways, great for Simone Biles. Yeah, uh, we I, love her. I can't, I can't speak on like the judges scoring that. I'm not. I, I wish I knew a little bit more about gymnastics, but it'll she be. She does when to see. she lands. She steps back really far. Like she doesn't, she doesn't stick it. Okay. She like, and for every step you take back or any like placement of your leg off of sticking it, you get some points. Like you get like a little bit off, but not however much she got off. You don't, she doesn't deserve a 6.0 or whatever. Yes, 6.6. So, so perhaps it was the, the like step back or the landing that made her go down and score, but we'll just see if she, uh, you know, attempts it later and keeps raising the bar. Yeah. Let's go Simone. Yeah. Let's go. Let's keep it going. Simone. Freaking love her. Uh, okay. Over to another, eh, I'm not going to call him a goat, but like he's, he's up there. It's a soulmate's vacay, according to USA Today and Yahoo. I hate myself already. Oh, boy. Shailene Woodley, our, our favorite. favorite. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers are hanging loose. The couple appear to be enjoying their, loose. their engagement with friends Miles Teller and his wife, Kelly Sperry. Eh, we'll call her Kelly Teller. <laughs> uh, Kelly shared several Kelly photos. Kelly Teller is a hard name. Yeah, and her, her name is spelled weird, so I'm just like, I'm looking at it yeah. and my brain is exploding. Uh, she shared several photos from the group's double date in Hawaii, along with the caption, Pawns with Soulmates. Pawns? Pawns, like P-O-N-D-S, with Soulmates. Oh, like Pawns. Sounds like a desktop screensaver option. Pawns with Soulmates. <laughs> <laughs> or like a Imagine candle. if I posted a photo of me and our two future sexy, sexy-ass boyfriends. Yeah. And said, like, lakes with soulmates, or like, ocean with my soulmates. I'd say, burn it. <laughs> yeah no it's, um, it's no but cheesy. honestly i'm sure they have they honestly look like they're having the best time it's like beautiful best time. i showed in these photos earlier so it's not it's not news to you but yes. i was i was saying they went hiking in like a waterfall area in hawaii and shailene woodley was wearing just like water shoes and a bikini yeah. by the way that's like one of my ask me to hike in a bikini no, ask me to no, hike ask me in to hike water in shoes. I'm sorry. I'll I'll go barefoot in a bikini before I have on water shoes. And I know you're supposed to wear them. Is that what they're called? I would wear water shoes. They're fu- highly functional. They they're trying to like so... climb around a waterfall. I'd wear water shoes. But I know. hiking in a bikini. I know you're right. Like I would I would I would wear the water shoes. You just have to. But like there's nothing that makes me feel worse about myself when I'm on my way to camp and I realize I have to like I have to conform to the water shoe policy, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. It just makes me relive those days of looking just like, it's like fashion suicide. <laughs> just <laughs> awful. <laughs> but anyways, it's not important. She was hiking She in a looked amazing. Both of the women and men, they all looked amazing. All their bodies are killer. She must have had just like zero chafe. <laughs> Honestly, that's a huge concern, hiking in a bikini. When you put, okay, like as a female, you go in the water, you put, have a bikini on, you jump in the water, you get out of the water, you put on like a little short because you don't want to be like totally exposed. Then you walk while your bikini is like still a little bit wet. It's over. You're done. <laughs> it's totally over. It is so uncomfortable. I would have been walking with my feet like 10 inches apart <laughs> or further. <laughs> like I would have been walking with my feet like 30 inches apart so as not to allow the tops of my thighs to rub. Do you know what I mean though when you put shorts on? Kelly Sperry or Teller, whatever her name is, was wearing shorts. She looked adorable. Honestly, let's talk about like the couple goals, by the way. Like just 
them all being they friends. all look great and they're oh, wait, all I'm like sorry, they're fun and cool whatever Oops. yeah soulmates Oops. not friends <laughs> not just friends not just friends they're soulmates uh but <sighs> then another story happened where there was an article that miles teller I, I saw some article that was like twisted about it and it was saying that he it was saying that miles teller got in a fight and punched someone and was punched in the face whatever it was but it was like they got the facts all wrong mm. when i really went into it in hawaii his wife posted and like set the record straight saying that these guys were heckling them and i guess one of them assaulted miles and like hit him in the face Aww. so whatever this souls puns i can believe miles was one punched and aaron Rodgers was just hanging yeah where was aaron Rodgers? Yeah, like, what? such a good point where was aaron Rodgers when miles teller got hit in the face <laughs> Miles Teller is like a like one of those like sneaky celebrity sneaky sexy. Though. He's like secretly sexy. so cute because like some of the movies he's done have been really cool and well done and like almost indie movies and he's sexy. Yeah, sexy, yeah. Sexy. the drumming the one? drumming one. What's it called? I want to say drumline. I'm so sorry, Nick Cannon. I will not disrespect you like that. <laughs> What's the whiplash? Whiplash. Yeah, you got some whiplash now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what do they say in that movie? Are you rushing or are you lagging? Lagging. I used to think it was saying. Are you a Russian? Are you a dragon? (laughs) Are you you kidding? Oh my gosh. The whole movie. And finally I was like, oh, rushing and lagging. If you guys have ever seen the movie Whiplash, if you haven't seen it, go watch it right now. It's it's incredible. It's incredible. It's so good. Are you a Russian or are you a dragon? I can't believe you thought that. I think it's, are you rushing or are you dragging? Or is it lagging? I thought it it was dragging. It might be dragging. Because I used to think it was Russian and dragon. And I was like, what kind of drum term is that? And I kept looking up like drums and dragons, drums and Russians. (laughs) I can't. Anyways, it's rushing or dragging. J.K. Simmons plays the Mm. teacher, the the music teacher. He's incredible. He's the one that Peyton clearly can't understand. Butt-headed in it, though. Yeah, totally. Anyways, hope they had a wonderful soulmate trip and how YK... Yeah. One day that'll be us. And meanwhile, by the way, there's like a huge rift going on between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers right now. So he went on ESPN last week and talked about all the things he loved about being a Packer. And it was all like the people, the people, the people. Mm-hmm. But um, he never declared his relationship with the franchise to be dead. People Maybe are he's hoping. Hoping he gets sucked onto Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you might be going the Hollywood route. So he criticized the philosophy of how management treats players and like. What the franchise, what the franchise plan might have been before his MVP season last year, blah blah blah. But basically, Aaron Rodgers didn't directly answer anything, which gives the Packers fans like a little glimmer of hope that the door is still cracked. I mean, for whatever. A He's just throwing around balls. Yeah, according to his fiance, he just like throws balls for a living. Yeah, that's a Shailene Woodley quote, not a me quote. Yeah, which is just like she just throws around water shoes for a living. She just. She just says fake sentences for a living. Yeah, she plays and pretends they're real. <laughs> yeah, it's like what uh, an argument. Yeah. Anyway, sorry we we aren't huge fans. <laughs> I don't know why. Like we used to love Shailene Woodley. I love her work. She's a fantastic. I don't actress. love the things she posts that are real. <laughs> real life. Heard. <laughs> okay. Anyways, moving on. Naomi Osaka says no to press, yes to mental health. This is according to Yahoo. So four-time Grand Slam champ Naomi Osaka took to social media earlier this week to announce her plans to avoid media. The 23-year-old announced on Twitter and Instagram that she will be sitting out of all press conferences during the tournament. She said, quote, I've often felt that people have no regard for athletes' mental health, Mm. and this rings very true. 
excuse me, this rings very true whenever I see a press conference or partake in one. We're often sat there and asked questions that we've been asked multiple times before or ask questions that bring doubt into our minds, and I'm just not going to subject myself to people that doubt me. Serena Williams was quick to comment her, onto her support, saying, quote, girl, do you, your life is yours to live. Hmm. So obviously it's like policy that once you finish a match you have to go and you have to do press and it's like Mm -hmm. it's policy for for (laughs) any athlete yeah I think it's cool to even like before she goes into it all to announce that she's not doing press conferences during the tournament because she's already setting the expectation she's already talking about how it affects her mental health and it makes her look better than standing up there and just saying I'm not here so I don't get fined (laughs) you know because most athletes just do it because they don't want to be fined they know they have to do it but if she's like setting the precedent I think it's respectful and by the way she's only 23 anyone who's like just the younger generation Mm -hmm. is so aware of mental health and they need to be they should be like it's about time so I think it's cool for her to be like an advocate for that because athletes get the brunt of it like they're just that's like part of their job and I don't know I think she's just like setting expectations the right way and saying like hey this is actually something that affects me negatively so I'm not gonna do it right because of my mental health like putting that first I think that's cool I don't know people could argue it's like part of her job and she's getting paid so much money and I see that argument as well what do you think I know I'm trying to sit here and think about which side I see because it's like it's literally part of the job list so I see that side tough because I always just suck it up and do it like I just do what I'm told right in my job or even more than I'm told so sometimes it's hard for me to relate to saying no to something yeah but I also totally hear her side and I'm like yeah good for you for doing that I think because she's so young and because she's like such a phenomenal athlete Mm -hmm. she's like a trendsetter in a way Mm -hmm. and I think it'd be different if it was, like, LeBron James saying something like this because he's done it for so long. Like, it's like, oh, please, now you're now you're focused on your mental mm-hmm. health. Like, whereas with her, it's like, I she, mean, this is the beginning of a long career for her. Right. She wants to set it now. It's probably smart. Yeah. I think I respect it. I, I like the fact that the younger generation, like, specifically Gen Z, focuses a lot on mental health. I know a lot of people find it annoying, but I find it necessary. No, I think it's totally necessary. I don't... It's hard because I think sometimes it starts to become like cry wolf. Like... Yeah. You have to be really careful when you start bringing up mental health and how it's affecting you as to when you say it's affecting you in a way. Like you have to... um, Like you can't just constantly say it's affecting you. You have to like pick and choose your battles in a way. So I hope this is like a battle she's choosing that's gonna she's going to stick with but not do it like all the time. I'm sorry, but on that note, I just had a thought. Yeah. I saw a photo of Demi Lovato. I can't even find this. I just tried to find it. I saw a photo of Demi Lovato working an event and wearing like a mic flag. Like she was holding a microphone that had the advertisement on it for sugar-free Dr. Pepper. No way. Isn't that so funny? She is such a contradiction and she's so But that made me think of the point you just made. So it's like if you, you make to be that so point, careful. stick to it. Like if you're going to make a mental health comment about something like that, which granted, she has a lot more back. I can back up what she's saying a lot more than a lot of things Demi Lovato has says mm-hmm. has said. 
Um, yeah, you have to make sure that you're then going to be really, really careful and right. always held accountable. Because the second you start like advocating for something, then you better be like so accountable. Mm-hmm. Because people are going to be looking at your every move. Like now Demi Lovato is wearing a trigger-free whatever thing. Right. And it's like, well, you just crapped on this company for that. Mm-hmm. So like you have to be so careful. Right. But I don't think this athlete's obviously like doing anything that's, you yeah. know. Yeah. I love Naomi Osaka. She just has to be careful now. If she's not going to mm-hmm. talk during those, like she has to be careful when she is going to. Right. Absolutely. Like, oh, you'll talk for that, but not for this kind of a thing. You know? Now she has to be careful. Yeah. No, you're right. Preach, teach. All right. Speaking of talking, Travis Barker says a plane crash, you remember the plane crash that he was involved in, was his own version of rehab. So this is according to page six. He was in an interview with Men's Health and he basically like spilled on everything going on in his recent life. But of course, Men's Health was going to talk about all things like fitness and Mm -hmm. mental health and whatever. So he opened up about his 2008 plane crash. The Blink-182 drummer detailed his recovery from the crash, which killed close friends Chris Barker, Charles Still, and two pilots, and said it forced him to stop abusing opioids. He said, quote, people are always like, did you go to rehab? And I say, no, I was in a plane crash. That was my rehab. Lose three of your friends and almost die. That was my wake-up call. If I wasn't in a crash, I would have probably never quit. Barker said he smoked an, quote, excessive amount of weed prior to the crash and abused painkillers so much as a method of coping with his fear of flying that he developed osteoporosis. While he was in the hospital for 11 weeks during the crash, Barker frequently woke up during surgeries because his opioid tolerance was so high. Upon his release, he flushed everything down the toilet, including the stuff that he really needed. Wow. That was in quotes. Including the stuff that I really needed. Can you imagine being so like opioid intolerant that you wake up during surgery yeah and that's like a problem with people with opioids is then like when they actually have problems that they need pain pills it doesn't matter because they like they have such a tolerance to it i cannot imagine like that's all the more reason not to get an opioid addiction right right (laughs) because like when i'm actually in pain and i'm gonna need it i want to know that i'm gonna feel the effects of it i think it's kind of funny that like travis barker's out here like on the cover of men's health like he's doing a push-up on the cover and like we have Courtney to thank for that like it, it really it's is all, crazy that you can thank the Kardashians like, for your moment back in the spotlight yeah honestly. like he's talking about and by the way I have so much respect for this like he th- he went through some like some real tragedies there and that's like you know I he that's his story to tell and he should be telling it whenever he want to but like now he's it's out being here told. on the cover of like a 2021 men's health magazine right and he's talking about a like 2008 plane crash and that's because he's dating Kourtney Kardashian. Yep. And that's, that's just it. the reality we have to face. Yep. But it's Kardashians a make you famous. When I found out that he was in a plane crash, like, of course I Googled it because I don't know if you're anything like me, but I have like an infatuation with um, just knowing more details on crazy stories like that. So, um, yeah, he was like the only person who wasn't killed. And that's so sad. He now will never take a plane. He takes a boat. He takes a boat, like, across borders. Wow. And uh, buses and trains everywhere else. I'd probably be the same way. Yeah. Once you experience that, you're like, all right, we're done here. Yeah. And everyone tells him, like, you know, it's actually safer to fly. <laughs> He's like, well, no. Yeah, like, I don't care. You're right. Which, okay. Yeah, I get it. Okay, this next story is insane. I don't even know what to call it. I'm just going to call it the yearbook cover-up. This is according to NBC News and Cheddar. A Florida high school is facing criticism from parents and students alike after dozens of female students noticed that their yearbook photos were photoshopped to cover up their chests and their arms. 
I have to show you these photos, Peyton. So about 80 girls from Bartram Trail High School near Jacksonville had their photos digitally and crudely altered to cover exposed skin, but no boys' photos were changed, including one showing the swim team in their Speedos. The controversy has opened up the age-old debate about whether school dress codes are inherently sexist and outdated. So it is literally like they, it's like a girl wearing uh, a V-neck that's not even exposing like an ounce of cleavage. Like maybe there's like a centimeter of a shadow and it's like someone took a, like a square screenshot of her shirt on her stomach and just put it up top and pasted it up top. So So it's like a really bad square on everyone's like collarbone. That's insane. Yes. It's it's so bad. I saw it everywhere this week on social media. I don't know if you guys saw this. I'll we will post some of these photos so you guys can see it on um, the backup plan Instagram. But like, what do you think about that? Because I know at your high school they don't even do. No, there's no dress code. There's there kind of code. was my first few years. Like we would check people for that, but I think for this reason. They're like, all right, if the world culturally doesn't want us to have a dress code anymore, then we're not going to. Like, easy. Yeah. Easier for us. Right. Um, I think it's also kind of silly because, in a way, it is outdated. Like, if your parents are letting you leave the house like that and you want to represent yourself like that, then go for it. Yeah. Like, I don't see why it needs to be our job to tell a person if they look appropriate. Appropriate to who? Like. Right. To the school standards. Right. But that's the thing. It's like, if your parents are cool with you being like that, like, we're just here to help raise your kids, like, educate your kids, Mm -hmm. basically, the best way we know how. Um, It's tough. Like, you don't want... They used to always say, it's distracting. Do you remember that? That was, like, always the thing they would say, like, well, we just don't... Like, when we would argue, like, well, why can't I wear a tank top? Or why can't I I wear... I just looked it up. By the way, it's a public school. Yeah. So, they should know. Like, parents should know. If If you're sending your kid to... A public school, like, there's no uniform for a reason. That's just how life works. <laughs> I like, think be- our school was pretty much dress coding girls, specifically for, like, crop tops or low-cut shirts or tank tops up until maybe this past year. And then they were, like, they dropped it because I think of this, like, it's been a hot topic. Did you ever break dress code as a kid? Um, No, but, like, you also know how conservatively I sometimes dress. Like, I yeah. wear a lot of baggy stuff. Like, what would I have broken it with? I have a theory, though, that, like, tall girls break dress code faster, easier. Yeah, there's a movie that came out on Netflix over COVID called um, Moxie, mm-hmm. and it's it a lot of the movie is based on that exact topic, and it's this girl that has, she's well-endowed, like, she has big boobs, mm-hmm. and she gets dress coded every day for wearing a tank top, and then every other girl in the class comes the next day in a tank top. Right just to like prove a point and like she's the one that gets dress coded because she has boobs and the rest of them that are like flat don't like same yeah. thing with like tall girls like sometimes like they'll be noticed more for wearing particular things or shorts will be shorter on them mm-hmm. for that reason yeah whereas like little tiny short girls can get away with some more stuff yeah like that rule it used to be your fingertip length, fingertip length and I would literally put my shoulders all the way up to my earlobes and then touch my yeah because I just have the longest arms right <laughs> um, and long legs yeah so I mean, I'm happy the dress code isn't a thing anymore, but this is so appalling. And no, like, that's actually, like, crazy, though, because I'm like, all right, if they were able to wear that all day in school and show up for their picture like right. that, then they're good to go. Also, can you imagine the, like, devastation you have as, like, a freshman girl, and you go and you look at your first photo in the yearbook, and you see that you have a square of, like, your 
poorly photoshopped graphic tee sitting on your collarbone. I will say there is, I'm thinking about it now because I do have some of my girls tell me like, oh, I got dress coded today. It's normally because they have holes in their jeans that go up to their like, Mm. like upper, upper, upper thigh, like a little too close to a private area. So in a way, I'm like, we have to keep dress code for everyone at some point. Like at some point we have to say, no, you can't wear a fishnet uh, crop top without a bra underneath. You know, like yeah. there has to be some line, right. but like no exposed genitals, basically. It's like a respect thing. Yeah. It's like a express yourself, but respect where you are. Right. So it's hard because there has to be some sort of line so that we're not yeah. being biased towards kids. Mm-hmm. Like they can't say like, just be respectful. Like there has to be some line. Like, okay, your crop right. top has to be this length or like this has to be this. But it's just, it's sometimes it's hard for sure. Like where do you draw that line without it being offensive? It is so hard. I can't even imagine. But for sure, don't do fake cropped uh, photos of yeah. cleavage. Yeah, like, that's not the way to fix it. Yeah, like that's not the answer. That's like the textbook wrong way to fix that. Yeah. I feel there like has I... to be some sort of rules. Right. There has to be rules. Um, yeah. I just like, I, I feel bad for high schoolers in this life already for dealing with Instagram and dealing just with like constant editing of photos and the Mm. upkeep of that and thinking that you have to like digitally alter your photo to look better and then to see the most authentic photo of you taken and pasted into the yearbook digitally altered to make you look worse i'm excited to see these photos yeah also them too um what else okay moving on you can now hide your likes according to cheddar so all facebook and instagram users will be able to hide the likes on their posts Facebook had been testing the option on Instagram as a way to address mental health concerns, particularly among teenagers. Now the company will expand hiding the like count. I'm sorry. The Okay, let me start over. Now the company will expand hiding the like to count all billions of its users on both platforms, but as an option feature. Optional feature. Okay. That was a really How do you sentence. feel about the fact that it's optional to hide your likes or not? I'll be honest, I had no idea that it was optional. Like, I would I would hide my likes. I think it should just hide everyone's likes. Because if you make it optional, the people that don't hide their likes are basically being like, look how many likes I have. That's true. And those people stink. But I, I think a lot of people don't know how to, like, I don't think a lot of people know that this is a thing and that you can hide your likes. Well, it's going to come about eventually and there's going to be a group of people that are hiding their likes and there's going to be a group of people that aren't hiding their likes. I would gladly hide my likes. I just, I don't think it matters. And I think a lot of times... There's so much about mental health and, like, gym. Hiding right likes to the public or hiding likes to yourself? Hiding like, likes to the public. You can only see your likes. So I think that's the problem, though, is, like, you're the one being affected by how many likes you get. But no matter what, you're going to get the notifications of, like, you know, 10, 20, person 50 people looking at your photo. Right. It sucks because it's, like, I almost wish that... It's the whole point. I know. It it's, didn't show your likes. Like, I wish it was just like, here's a photo of me. If you want to enjoy it, enjoy mm-hmm. it. But there's no way for you to know how many likes you're getting so that you don't base, like, your own value on your likes. It's like an instant gratification. And I bet I you know. a lot of people who use, like, promoting on Instagram, who use, you know, a paid post, mm-hmm. will have to keep the likes because right. they need that number right. for that post. Interesting. I don't know. It's a tricky situation, but I respect Instagram's... Like, they do a good job of, like, trying things and then not forcing it down anyone's throat. Like, just, like, so many platforms have changed over the years. Like, something that we love. Like, remember everyone loved Snapchat and then 
they changed the whole face of Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole design was different. And nobody liked it. And mm-hmm. then they never changed it back. Like, mm-hmm. I respect Instagram for at least, like... Instagram has stayed about, stayed afloat yeah. for a long time. And they, like, warm up to things. Like, they, they give you, like, optional choices sometimes. But um, yeah. Instagram as a whole is just, like... It's a hard place. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really hard place. Um, so, yeah. You, you have a great job, like, not not being on there at all. Thanks, Tom. Okay. These next two stories are like, I don't even know. Anyways. Uh, how do I say this guy's name? Guy Ferrari? Fieri? Yeah. Yeah. Guy Fieri. 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 At, what's actually I've funny. I've never known how to say it. I'm going to be honest. Uh, what's actually funny is I think in, I want to say his name is actually Guy. Um, Fieri. Like Fairy or Guy Fieri. But when he became famous, he changed it. Like, I swear that happened. Like, he changed it to Guy Fieri. Oh. Like, something like that. I just heard this recently. Okay. But anyways, proceed. Whatever. It's Guy Fieri is how he says it. Okay. Fieri. <laughs> so sorry if you're screaming through... Guy Fieri! Yeah, yeah, you know how to say it and we don't. He signed a contract extension with Food Network that will pay him an eye-popping $80 million over three years. The deal makes the mayor of Flavortown one of TV's highest paid hosts. His flagship show, mm-hmm. Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, is a money-printing machine. It brought in $230 million for Food Network I'm in 2020. I'm so proud of myself. I'm so sorry to interrupt. I've been what? Googling this madly because I don't want to sound like an idiot. Yeah. His original name is F-E-R-R-Y, like fairy. Oh. Like a fairy boat. Like okay. spelled like a fairy boat. Yeah. And it was Guy Fairy. And he, like, when he became famous, changed it to Fieri, just to make it sound more like blue blue doo Oh. And now he's Fieri. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> blue 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 Wow, that is interesting. Yeah, like, look at his parents' people name. People do the opposite. Are, like, Fairy and Fairy. And then his kids, obviously, have his. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, people they, like Yeah, they make it simpler, and right. he made it more complicated. Everyone asked me to change stop Chuck, and I was like, no. I should have changed it to Fairy. You should have changed it to Ostapio Chuchak. Yeah. Like, like, made it even more complicated, like Fieri. Chuchak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to say that again. So he signed... Here's the summary. Hmm. He, he, The Food Network will pay him $80 million over the next three years. The deal makes him one of TV's highest paid hosts. He His flagship show, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, is mm-hmm. a money printing machine. It brought in $230 million for Food Network in 2020 alone. He's been Ugh. busy the last year, though, raising $25 million for restaurant workers laid off during the pandemic. That's so sweet of him. So he's a... He's he a honestly... His he, Diners, Drive-Ins, Dives... Diners... Dive-ins and yeah, drive-ins. Drive-ins and dives. Yeah, but it gets, it gets <sighs> confusing. Diners, yeah. drive-ins, and dives yeah. are, well, one, terrible show name. I don't know how it's made it this long. <laughs> no one can say it. Two, um, all you're doing is watching a guy eat, like, bomb food, and it makes you so hungry. And I'm like, it's funny how successful all that, like, that concept. Like, let's just watch him go to restaurants and watch him eat food. But it's, like, it's that idea of the restaurants in those cities. So my mom like and my walls. stepdad and my dad all have that app. Yeah. Drivers, Divins, and... Oh, man. See? Drivers, I do not know how it's lasted diners, this long. Divins, and Dives. Um, you could switch all of them. It could be that Drivers... That would be my dream job. If someone was like, what's your dream job? Guy Fieri's job. Because he does that, and then he also does that, like, grocery shopping... Yeah. Um, ...show where they, like, grocery shop really quick and then mm-hmm. cook. Yeah. Like, all... That's so fun. His life is so fun. Yeah. His- and he eats it... <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, working for the Food Network has got to be great. But again, oh, at the same time, it's also TV. Dream. TV sometimes tough. But he's clearly, like, he made himself a character, yeah. and it works for him. Like, he he his did it right. He came up wild. with a shtick. Yeah. He owned it. He's, like, he has never changed his look. It's just him, and it's clearly working. I was saying, like, my my dad, my mom, my stepdad all have that app on their phone. And whenever they travel to another city, they'll look at what places have been featured on his show. Mm-hmm. And we'll try to go find it and go just Aww. for the food. We have some shows locally that have been... Um, you just went to one the other night. Chul- uh, Taco Chulo. Taki ch- ta- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Taco Chulo was on it. I just it. wanted to say... It was on it, like, name. literally a couple weeks ago. What? A couple weeks ago it was aired. Wow. Yeah, it was in the paper. On... Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yeah. Um, Can we speed this a little faster? Because we're going to miss Froyo time. I swear it's Sunday. They're all going to be closed. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Wait, but one thing. The burger place locally was supposed to be on there. And they keep saying no because they already have too many customers. What's it called? Brass Ring. Brass Ring. If you guys are around. Brass Ring Pub. Don't go to the one in Jupiter. Go to the one off North Lake. Off North Lake. Go all the way to the Brass Ring Pub. It's a hole in the wall. You'll probably miss it. Good luck finding it. Okay. Let's go over to our good news of great joy. So, the first story I have for you guys. This is according to Good Morning America. So, a while ago, our Good News of Great Joy stories were about people being accepted into schools and colleges. Well, this girl, Destiny Jackson, who's 18 years old, is just dominating the map. She comes from a pretty crazy background. She ran away from an abusive home in Philadelphia when she was just 13 years old. And she told Good Morning America that she took it upon herself to leave her home. She experienced homelessness, couch surfed, and bounced around foster care and group homes. She has now been accepted to more than 50 colleges for their, her upcoming academic How year. do you even apply to that many? School. <laughs> Out of control. She said that she had to learn how to manage her health early on. She was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at three years old. Wow. But said the lack of stability at her home meant that she had to assume the responsibility that would otherwise be reserved for a legal guardian. So she never had one consistent caretaker for her. Like, she just had to do it herself. Uh, go to, like, all her diabetic appointments alone. And she... 50 schools, though, she applied? I applied to five, and I was like, that's a lot. <laughs> like, I applied. Like, I'm not saying... Who I... Yeah, it's like, I <laughs> it honestly... so much work. It is. I'm like, 50? That's yeah. a full-time job. Oh, my gosh. So while at her high school, she said that she also plans to pursue acting as the arts are one of her main coping mechanisms. She said that she loves to sing and act... She wants to have her own radio show before she goes on to become the president of the United States. Good for her. What a boss. I love to see it. She wants to double major in political science on a pre-law and communications and media studies. Like, what? She's got a lot going on. I can't even, like, brush my teeth. I wish the best for her. She was accepted into 56 colleges at the time of the report, including University of Pennsylvania, University of California, Los Angeles, and Howard University. Whoa. What a boss. That is such a cool story. It's amazing. All right. Well, those are all the stories. How's she gonna choose? I'm stressed for her. (laughs) I mean, like she's gonna be golden either way. Yeah, she'll be fine. We always say it's like never about where you go. You can go anywhere you want. Just be good while you're there. I had a blast. I can't wait for our froyo. Yeah, we're gonna go get some froyo. Um, I hope everyone's had a great Memorial Day weekend. Yes. Enjoy your very short week. It always feels like a longer one. Don't know how that makes sense. We're in June now. (gasps) Happy June. We're halfway through. Happy June. It's almost summer, baby. I mean, it's officially summer, but like it's not summer. officially. Anyways, thanks guys for listening. We'll be back on YouTube next week and we'll talk to you guys then. Bye. Have a good Tuesday. See ya.